Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Welcome, everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. We are here for another episode of Redefining Success. And joining me today is Swire Ho, hashtag the promo guy. Um, I had the pleasure of of getting to be on his podcast, a small business show, probably about three months ago. Um, And it was such a great time. I had to have Swire come over here and make sure that my audience got a chance to just hear his story and know a little bit more about the work that he's doing. So Swire, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having you on today, Eric. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. But before we get into the, the the show, let me just start with my first question, which is always the same. It's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the barbecue grill fired up. I've invited all of my friends over. My friends or my listeners, would you please just introduce yourself to my friends? Hello, friends. My name is Swire Ho. I'm the co-founder of Garuda Promo and Branding Solutions. We're a promotional product company here in Los Angeles. And what I like to tell everyone about what I do is I help people grow sales, retain employees, and thank their customer with customer brand product. In my personal life, I'm a fitness enthusiast. I am a kettlebell and barbell certified instructor by Strong First. And with my free time with the family, both my kids are in Scout. So we're outdoor type of family. We like camping. We like, you know, hiking. So a lot of stuff to do and running around all day, every day. <laughs> How old are your kids? My son is a senior in high school. My okay. daughter is in seventh grade. So still a lot of work to do. Yeah, you, got, you got a little bit of ways to go. The um, I we, we won't spend too much time on this, but that senior, you that that transition of losing one is is one that I don't know that any of us are ever ready for as parents. It's yeah, a, I'm I'm feeling that right now. I, I bet. I imagine the next six to eight months are going to be full of emotion, and I only say that because I've lived that in the last three years twice. Wow. So I I know a little bit more about that. Swire, what as you look, we're at the beginning of 2023. It's a brand new year. As you kind of look at your life, you look at things that are going on. What are you passionate about right now? I always like to set goals, especially for the beginning of the year. And I am a very goal-oriented person. And my mantra is always, how can I do more with less? That goes with the business, the life, and the fitness that we have. How can I use the resources that I have? You know, Because I run a small business, resources are limited compared mm-hmm. to a large company. So how can I make use of what I already have and to make the maximum impact? So that's always the challenge and the exercise that I go through for uh, you know, from my life from, and all the way to the business. 
What so what what were some of the big goals you've set? I mean, what are some of the not big so much in size, but maybe the most focus that you're putting on? What which which are the highest focus goals that you've got this year? For for myself or for the business? Let's start with for you. I like to set fitness goal. You know, uh, last year the only thing that I haven't scratched off on my list was to do a one-arm push-up. So I'm definitely going for that this year. And then there are some weight that I would like to hit on my uh, weightlifting. So I'm, I'm definitely going for that. And I think the reason why I bring this up for the goal setting is because there are goals that you set in the beginning of the the year. You think that I'm never going to achieve it. Or I you're doubting yourself that you know along the way there are setbacks or you might not get there. But somehow, if you work on it amazingly, most of the time, I would say 90% of the things that I put on the list, I'm able to achieve. But it hard work sometimes is sacrifice, right? Sometimes you need to, you know, do additional things in order to reach your goal. Is at the end, is you know, how how bad do you really want to achieve those goals? Yeah. Yeah. What since we're talking about goal setting, it's the beginning of the year. This is kind of what comes up for me. What has been maybe the biggest goal that you've set that maybe when you started, you weren't even sure you could accomplish it. And maybe you even kind of amazed yourself. When you look back, you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. But you did. Yeah, 2023 will be a special year because I began my entrepreneurial journey 20 years ago. So I actually did not be, want to become an entrepreneur. I was kind of forced to become an entrepreneur. On the day of my honeymoon, I find out that the company that I worked for at the time went out of business. So I'm married. I have no job. So what am I going to do? So I decided to pick up a little bit bits on pieces of what I've learned from the old company and started my first business now 20 years later. So I think 2023 is going to be special for me. Wow. Wow. So what was that? What? What business did you start 20 years ago? If you're old enough like me, you still remember CDs and DVDs. So yeah. I'm in LA. I was working at a recording studio back then. So it had some connection in the entertainment industry. So at that time, people still buy CDs and DVDs. And it is still an industry when you replicate. We make copies of CD DVDs for record labels and film companies. So it was a good business then. And then along the way, uh, we dabble into the promotional product industry when people go on tours, when they oh. want to walk the red carpet. That's how I got into the promotional product industry. So lucky, uh, in hindsight, it's lucky. I In 2013, we sold the CD DVD part of the business to our competitor and focused okay. exclusively on promotional product. So looking back, that was a good move. Yeah, that was a great move. That was a great move. What brought you to the United States? I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, you know, okay. but I don't sing, I don't act, I don't model. So recording industry, that is. <laughs> but, but how did, I mean, so where you were living, I think I read you're living in Hong Kong. Yes. So mm -hmm. what makes you decide or what, what brought you here? What made you that, that instead of doing that in Hong Kong, you wanted to come do that in the United States. You want to come do that in LA. What, what was, what happened there? Is the best place to be, you know, LA is all about entertainment, you know, all the film industry, all the music industry, everything happens in, in LA. So I didn't, when I decided to come here, I didn't exactly wanted to be in the recording engineer, but then looking at what's available to me, what I can do with the skill sets that I have, you know, that seems to be a good fit for me at that time. But, you know, if you will have me do it again, I'll, I'll probably 
don't do uh won't won't do it <laughs> no. you know, if i'm doing it now did you know your wife yet when you moved here um no we met her in the here States? yeah we met here in la okay what was the hardest thing you had to overcome when you moved here I think the language obviously is a big one because we learn English in in class, right? But then you learn about written English. But then when people talk to you, even when people say "What's up" to me, like what does that mean, right? So yeah. those little phrases, and even for my kids, I think I'm relearning because you have a lot of slangs, you have a lot of terms that are not in the textbooks. I I'm now picking up with the conversation that my kids had with their friends, and mm. also with conversation that I've had with other. Uh, American friends that I know. So I think those are still things that I'm trying to overcome whenever I talk to someone new. Mm. Mm. So you're, you're doing promotional products. You're running your own podcast now. Um, tell me a little bit, how did you get into the podcast world? It started right when the pandemic hit. So as you know, we I talked about the story 20 years ago, started my business. There's yeah. so many loopholes, so many mistakes that I made. So the reason I wanted to create the Small Business Show is to find experts, you know, like yourself, Eric, to talk about their expertise. So hopefully the listener will pick up on the episode and they don't have to go through the same mistakes that I made. You know, it could be, how do you form a company legally? How mm. do you do your accounting? How do you hire the correct, person how do you do your website marketing so i think every episode serve a purpose of if i know this 20 years ago i probably will be better and you save me i hope the expert who come on will save you five years you know by just by listening <laughs> to the episodes and sometimes sometimes i learn a lot right from from talking to different people and i get better too and get more comfortable uh speaking and even talking about things that are in my mind right now. Yeah, yeah. As you look back over your life, what do you think the biggest obstacle is that you've overcome? I like to set goals. I like to do things, but I think sometimes you need to sit back and not do things. So I'm still working on that because there are a lot of opportunities out there and there's a lot of things that I could do, right? In every aspect of my life. But sometime as I get older, it's not things that you do, it's things that you don't do sometimes. What's the what's the biggest thing you've had to not do lately? Learning and keep learning is when customer talk, you don't talk, right? Mm -hmm. The more that they talk, the better chance that you get the business. You know, think about it this way. If you are presenting, if you're putting your slideshow, you, you know, like like in my business, if I dump all my promotional product to them, they probably run away. But if I turn the table and ask them, you know, mm -hmm. what would you like to buy? You know, what would you like to have? What are your goals and objectives? If mm -hmm. they are able to share with me what they wanted to do, I'm sure that I have something that could fit within what they're looking for. It could fit into a lot of different businesses. So when you, you know, talk to people, especially in business, let them talk 80% and you talk 20% or less. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about trying to save five years um, on business and things like that. What do you, what do you feel like from the time that you kind of really got into promotional products business and you look back now, what what has been one or two things that you wish you would have known when you started, like the big things that you wish you would have known when you started your business that would have really made a big difference? 
I, I'm staying with the one that I just described. Customer is always right in the okay. beginning, you know, because I'm passionate and I want I I'm standing firmly with the company. I would argue with client when they say, okay, the colors are a bit off, or you know, I just don't feel the same way that you feel the product. And I get mm. defensive and I start to argue with them. I might win the argument. I am maybe better to know the product than they are, but then I lose the client. So would you rather win the argument or keep the client? So I think this is constant reminder every single day. Like they might not be right, but they are the customer. That's right. That's right. Tell me a little bit about this kettlebell certification. How did you even find that is a thing to go do? And then what, so it's one thing to say, hey, I like working out with kettlebells, but it's another thing to say, no, 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 no. I want to go get certified. So what did, what, how did that journey occur? Yeah, it's, it's funny how I stumbled onto uh, kettlebell training. I I was reading Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Body, and he actually mentioned that because, like, I, I like Tim Ferriss because he tried on different things for himself, and then he summarized uh, the best of each thing. So then you could quickly look at that in 30 seconds, then you know, is this something for you or not? So he actually trained with kettlebell with uh, Pafo Tassulin, which is the chairman of Strong First. And then it, I, I'm intrigued, you know, with all the benefits that, kettlebell can bring so i started to change with kettlebell and then i'm hooked and i really like doing that so i decided to become a uh, certified kettlebell trainer about three years ago now so this it's been fun and you know like to do that you know almost every day <laughs> so are you being a trainer are you training other people or did you do it primarily so that you would you would be better at it for yourself at first it's about myself and but people know that you know I this is a thing that I could do. They they will ask me a question and sometimes you know I'll help them uh, train better to develop. You know, I like goal setting, you know, maybe yeah. it's scary if you don't know what a kettlebell swing it, uh, Google it and watch it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It looks scary and intimidating, right? If you don't mm -hmm. know how to do it. But with things, new things that we do, if you keep on doing it, maybe a week or two weeks, you have the basics. And if you keep doing it all the time, then you become better and better. So I think it's it's a skill that can be learned. <laughs> when you, you're hashtag the promo guy, we talked a little bit about that. What is the number one thing? So people come in and they say, hey, I want to get some <laughs> promotional products or I want to I want to do some things. And I know listening to the customer definitely is important. But with all the knowledge and wisdom that you have, what it, what are the things that you wish people knew or understood more when they go to order promotional type products? That, that's a good question. And I wish that we had that conversation every day with the client because they'll come in, they want to buy something, but you know, I'm trying to be helpful and ask them question. Why would you like to buy that? You know, what do you think that, what, what are you hoping to achieve? And they couldn't answer me. Everyone have pants or we have pants and everyone got toe bags. We have toe bags. You know, the reason, you know, why we do social media posts, why we have a website, why we do our SEO is you wanted to strengthen the relationship with the client and your brand because the more that they can see and touch and see your name recognition, the better that they register in mind. You know, if I mention, for example, coffee, a luxury car, maybe a dream vacation, we already have a picture in mind with what it is. So a promotional product is a tool, an item that can enhance that. 
uh, feeling. Maybe, you know, let's use a musician, right? I go to my favorite musician concert. They sell you a t-shirt at $50 and you know that it doesn't cost $50 to do it, but everyone still buy that t-shirt because they have that emotional connection with that band. So for a company who asked me, what is the perfect item? But, and I get that question asked every day, think about your recipient. Don't think about what you wanted to buy. Think about what they want to receive and they wanted to use it every single day. And once you send them the item, they're going to show to show it everybody, just like you wear your band t-shirt after the concert the next day. So <laughs> there are going to be items like that. And we can go into deeper question to found, you know, what the perfect item will be. Um, what's the craziest promotional item? Like the one that somebody came in and you did that maybe even you didn't expect that it was going to work so well, but what's, what's kind of one of the, some of the craziest that you've done? Well, we're in LA, you know, we work with some Hollywood type event planner. So they have the celebrity, the crazy party that you see on TV show. Those are real. So we actually were asked to do uh, three cups, party cups. So there are three colors. I forgot what color it is, but the first color is I'm available. Okay. And then the second one is I'm not available. I'm ticket right? I'm taking. And then the third one is complicated. So by holding that cup with whatever beverage you have in it, so you can tell everyone around the party oh what God. your status are. So I think that was fun. There was, you know, using a cup, like it could be boring, everyone have cups, but by using that color and the combination, it sparks so much conversation, especially if you're holding a, the complicated one, right? right. What, what, <laughs> and then you, you kind of invite conversation. So I think that was uh, a regular item, but then the idea was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. What about items? Have you had anybody put promotional on items that are just kind of out of the norm of which most people don't think of? People, I think the promotional item uh, industry is, is changing every day and what's new today, it will be out tomorrow. So I think people like to put the feature spinner, you yeah. know, before and then they just been crazy you know i have people come to me they really want to buy it and then they said everyone at the office are spending it so i think that was a good item uh for for a while and i i really like that because it's it changes the way people think about you know item that they could play around in the office yeah yeah um as you kind of look at growing your podcast growing your business and growing everything else like if you could go speak to um, the you that was coming over in 1996. What would you say? What would you say to him? Well, that that person probably won't listen. But <laughs> what I'm going to try to to tell him is, you know, there are uh, setting goals is important. So you have goals that maybe you have set five years or even 10 years ago. And, you know, in, in your show, you're talking about you know, having a legacy, right? You know, yeah. setting goals that you, you hope for a generation to come to have that goal. But those are, you need to work on those. You need to maintain a certain level, you know, of work ethics to, to hit those goals. What about setting small goals? You know, maybe mm -hmm. you're trying to quit smoking. Maybe it's just don't buy a pack of cigarettes. Maybe you're trying to, you know, going back to the uh, gym today. So one day at a time, one day at a time, you don't have to go crazy and burn yourself out and be done with it. Set smaller goals. Mm. And when, you, when you're able to achieve those smaller goals, you celebrate like crazy. Yeah. You know, then yeah. you give yourself confidence. And I think 
you're not in this alone. You know, tell all your friends that this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to quit smoking and I'm trying to go back to the gym. Now I'm ready. So then you, you'll be surprised that people are actually out there to support you. And you're actually telling everyone, you know, I'm going to you know quit smoking or drinking today. And so don't give me any more. So you actually, yeah. you know, celebrate, make small goals and celebrate your small goals. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's why we're going to run out of time here pretty soon. It's been a great, great conversation. Before we do, is there anything that you wanted to make sure you got a chance to talk about today, but I didn't ask you the question? Just anything you wanted to share with the audience? Anything else? Well, I think I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that we did this, you know, recording in the beginning of the year. So I think really set goals. If you haven't already done so for the year, uh, look at what you have and set medium goals, set small goals, or yeah. just set any goals and you know, I think it would be, you know, you're something you, you you're holding yourself accountable, especially if you're setting up bigger goals that you you know you might or might not want mm -hmm. to finish it. Tell everyone about it. So now you are on you know on the table. You know you have to you have to do that because you you tell everyone about it. So yeah. uh, you know, figure out what you want to do and go do it. I love that idea. We were talking about that with our team earlier today. Which what you're emphasizing is this concept. I love which is simplicity over complexity. Don't make it so hard that you can't do it. And your small goals idea, I really think is valuable for everyone who's listening. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to listen to the small business show, if they want to, if they feel like they'd make a great guest on the small business show, who would be a good guest? And then what would, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, I love to talk to experts in the fields that are have a unique approach for you know their industry, and I also love to talk about you know the entrepreneur journey, right? For mm. that particular individual, uh, you mentioned my name, Swire Ho, hashtag the promo guy. Google me, you know, pu putting the exact word, you'll find out all the things that I do, work wise, life wise, you know, fitness wise. So, and I'm I live on LinkedIn, so happy to connect with people on LinkedIn and you know start networking. Great, great. Well, we've come to the end of the show. My last question is always the same. So I've given you a little bit of time to think about it. I'm going to I'm gonna stall here a little bit more just so that you make sure because I told you what it was before we started. So in three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Well, he liked to set goals and he is trying his best always to achieve them, achieve mm. those goals. Mm. That's a good one, especially as we start the year. So I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, I'm glad that we got a chance to do this. You, the rest of you don't know this, but we had to reschedule a couple of times. Just things were crazy towards the end of the year. So I'm glad we, glad we finally got it done. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We will be with you again next time. I hope you have a fantastic day. God bless you. Have a great day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned 
if you know anyone that should be a guest on our show. We would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off until next time.